Hey guys, uh, this is Tanya for Aleph Nissan, Rosh Chodesh Nissan. We're finally in the month of Nissan. It's very exciting. Um, it's the month of freedom, and I am very excited to see how Tanya is going to start connecting to all of this because <laughs> I noticed that that tends to be a trend. Um, anyways, though, just starting to notice that we can tap into blessing us all to start noticing that we can tap into the month of freedom um, because really, there's no, there's really no greater freedom than knowing who we are you know, and living in line with the truth of our real actual selves, you know, stepping out of the stories that we have about who we are and about what life is and all of that and kind of stepping into reality and alignment with with the MS of our lives, you know, and the MS of what we came here to do and to be and like leaning into that, you know, instead of just kind of in the cyclical, oh, fear, <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, stories from childhood, but really like leaning into like the empowerment of who am I actually? What was I created to be? I meant to be a banerni. I meant to, you know, I, I was born to be this person that is channeling divine energy through my body in any given moment. And like, I meant to be this person that's in constant struggle to do that, you know, not having just figured it all out. And, you know, like, etc 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 all the things that tanya is teaching us that we are being created to be and like just noticing that freedom means freedom is is stepping into who we actually are that's why when they left egypt it wasn't leaving egypt to go do nothing it was leaving egypt to go serve god because that's who they actually were and so the ultimate freedom for this nation leaving egypt was to go and become in tune and in, and aligned with their divine mission with their divine service because you know that's actually who they are and freedom is literally the ability to be who you actually are so to be who you actually are you have to know who you actually are which is literally what tanya is all about so i'm to this whole journey it's, you know i just feel so blessed literally every single day <laughs> anyways we're at the last part of chapter 37 today chapter part eight of eight it's been a journey it's like we just ran a marathon um, and today, the Altar Abed is going to talk about the value of studying Torah and kind of get back into, yeah, we talked about the value of mitzvahs, we talked about the value of Torah, then we talked about the value of mitzvahs. When we're studying Torah, we, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and the Altar Abed is going to end off the chapter with, again, the value of Torah, um, which I find interesting, and you're, we're going to see at the end, I think, why the Altar Abed ends up doing that, but... Let's read inside. So we said we said yesterday that unless if you are studying Torah and the opportunity comes to do a mitzvah, you would think jump up to do the mitzvah. Why is based on this chapter, why should why would you think that you should jump up to do the mitzvah? Because we know from this chapter that the reason why we're in the world at all is to reveal God in the spaces of life that don't look like there's God. What is the biggest space that looks like there's no God? the physicality of the world, literally the physical world around us. And so if I have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, which is literally transforming the physical world around me, which is revealing Hashem inside of the world around me, of course I should go do it. But what we said yesterday is that actually you should really only be jumping up to do that mitzvah if there's nobody else who can do it. But if there is somebody who can do it, if somebody's doing that mitzvah anyways, and you're in the middle of studying Torah, you know, not you're just chilling on your couch, but you're studying Torah, then actually the value is in staying and studying Torah. And we're going to see today why, why, what is so great about Torah that it would be even more important than necessarily doing a mitzvah. Okay. 
Hashchina. So this, we said, the end of Yeshua Tanya was that when we learn Torah, we are literally being consumed and subsumed and enwrapped and all of that inside of Hashem and inside of Hashem's light. And that's a big deal because it's 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 as if the it's as if you're an exa- it, the example would be if it's as if you kind of moved past holding hands with the person that you love and now you're literally staring eye to eye in the deepest intimate intimate way and you just feel like you are inside of each other like literally you you are every part of you is one with the other part of the other person with with all the parts of the other person what is this light that is being drawn upon us called? It's called the Shechina. What is the Shechina? Shechina is Knesset Yisrael, Makar Kol Neshamas Yisrael, Kamesh Yisbar Lakaman. So it's called the Shechina, which is also called Knesset Yisrael, which is the source of all the souls of Israel. Shechina is the root source of all Neshamas. And that's why when I study Torah, it's actually, this is so interesting, when I study Torah and I am now being consumed with the Shechina, I'm actually having an effect on you also because what I'm drawing down, the energy that I'm drawing down is an energy of Hashem that is essentially tied because it is the root source of all Jewish souls. So my learning Torah actually does have an effect on you. And if you think about it, that must be why the Altar was so intense about allowing the boys to learn Torah in Israel instead of going to war. Because he said that this is the way they're protecting Israel. And based on this, you can understand why. Because the Torah that you learn doesn't only affect you. You're drawing an energy into the world and into every single other Jewish soul. So it's extraordinarily powerful. So how does this come down? Through through the study of Torah, which is called Kriya, like a Baal Kare. The word Kriya literally, literally means, means reading, but also means calling. Because why? What happens when I learn Torah? Kare Batara. Perush, this is this means through me engaging in Torah, I am calling to God to come to me, to come towards me. like an example in allegorically, Adam like a friend that calls to his friend to come near to him, or like a child who says, Abba, come near me, I don't want to be alone. And come stay near me and don't leave me so that I don't have to be alone. When I'm studying Torah, I am that child calling out to God. And Torah is the language that reaches Hashem. So you may know that line from Ashrei. Personally, I know that song from Yeshiva Voice Choir. <laughs> um, but anyways, God is near to all who call him, but specifically... To all who call him in truth. What does this mean? What What is this truth that when I call Hashem in truth, that is when Hashem is close to me? What is that truth? The Ein Emes Ela Taira. There is no truth other than Taira. When I call to God through Torah specifically, then Hashem is close to me. Literally, Torah is the vehicle and the vessel through which I am being, becoming and being close to Hashem. Um, and if you notice, I learned this from um, Josh Gordon when he was teaching the Tanya. He was saying that like, it actually says about all teachers of different parts of Torah, like even, like, even oral Torah. 
that when you learn those parts of the Altara, it says that the teacher who wrote it is actually with you. And it even says about Chassidus, I've learned this in Chassidus too, like how do you become close to the Rebbe? If you learn in Chassidus, why? Like because the, the Rebbe writes himself through the pen. So when I'm re- learning a mimer, literally I'm with the Rebbe in that moment. And even more so, it's like that with Hashem. When I am, I mean, I don't know if it's like what came first, you know what I mean? I have a feeling that it's like that about people and, and Rebbeim because it's like that about Hashem. But the Torah literally is the conduit through which I am drawing Hashem into my reality, through which I'm literally calling Him. It's like calling you and saying, oh, come here, versus saying, come, like, Chana, come here. It's like when they tell you, in, like, when you're doing like these paramedic courses and they say, like, you never just say, call 911. You look at somebody and you say their name and you say, you, insert name here, call 911. And that name in this context, what Dr. was teaching us, is that name is Torah. When you're trying to reach Hashem, you use Torah. La puke, that means in contrast to, what, what would be the flip, the opposite of doing this, of calling Hashem through Torah? Those who call him not through the study of Torah, rather they call like this. They say, Abba, Abba. <laughs> father, Father. And that kind of calling we're saying is not considered truth because it's not Torah. And if you, I, the way that what that feels like to me is it reminds me of like people kind of that go on like spiritual trips and it's like, it's exciting and it's cool, but it's not MS. MS is calling to Hashem through Torah. MS is firm rootedness in halacha is truth and Torah is truth. And I'm going to learn Torah. I'm going to literally, I'm going to learn Torah. And I'm going to, like, the, the Rebbe's biggest thing, he said it again and again and again, was, like, make set times to learn Torah. And we're all just like, okay. But, like, he did not stop telling us that. Like, make set times to learn Torah. You want a, you want a segula for getting a shidduch? You want a segula for having kids? You want to make set times to learn Torah. Make set times to learn Torah. And if you think about it, like, literally, this is what the altar is teaching us right now, that when you're trying to reach Hashem, the language through which to reach Hashem is Torah. That is Hashem's phone number. <laughs> like, literally. Um, Navi once said, uh, over he, the, um, the prophet laments, <laughs> like the prophet complained about this person. I don't know which Navi it is. What did he say about, what did this Navi complain about? That there, you, no one calls you by your name. What name is nobody calling Hashem by? The name of Torah. Like it says, it explains this other places. This Navi was saying, people are forgetting to call Hashem through Torah. We're saying, Abba, Abba, Hashem, Hashem, la, 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 spiritual, la, la, la. And it's like, we got to learn Torah. <laughs> it's wild. From dwelling on this matter, what's going to happen? You're going to end up drawing into you. You're going to end up having an intense reverence, an inner experience of, of awe, literally a great awe as you're studying Torah. So this is just my take. I can't promise you this. This is how the altar ends chapter 37. It's a whole long chapter of the purpose of the world and the purpose of the world to reveal Hashem in all the places of darkness and how mitzvahs do that and then about tzedakah and then about Torah and then about mitzvahs again and then about Torah again. It's like this whole long chapter. And the last part of the chapter is that when we learn Torah, we are literally drawing Hashem into my reality in this moment. 
And I think, I don't know, this is just my feeling, but I think what the altar is telling us is like, Hashem wants to be inside of you. Hashem wants to be inside of you. And sometimes for Hashem to be inside of you, the moment calls for a mitzvah. So yeah, then get up and do that mitzvah. And sometimes the moment calls for Torah learning. That inner experience of Hashem is actually inside of me. But both Torah and mitzvahs are both leading to that, to that outcome of in this moment, Hashem is revealed inside of me, inside the space around me, inside the exact story of my life right now. This is where I'm finding Hashem. This is how I'm reaching Hashem. This is how I'm revealing Hashem in this moment. Through this moment, not through leaving this moment, not through escaping it, not through going somewhere else, not through finding something else, but through being in this moment. That's, that's how I'm finding Hashem and that's where I'm meant to find Hashem. And again, sometimes that looks like Torah learning. Sometimes that looks like I'm doing a mitzvah. Sometimes, especially as women, that looks like being inside of our malchus, which means literally just being, being with Hashem in that moment and accepting the moment as it is. You know, it's not always about rushing to do the next thing and rushing to go learn the next thing or do the next mitzvah, but sometimes the mitzvah is like noticing that life is okay and that Hashem is here you know but just noticing from to me the biggest bracha from this chapter is the bracha to literally notice that why you are born why i am born the reason i am alive in this moment is because hashem is saying i want to be found in the darkness and not in some darkness somewhere in outer space but i want to be found in your darkness i want to be found in the spaces of your life where right now you don't see me that is where i want to be found that is, that's the place to reveal to light. That's the place to say, Hashem is here, Hashem is here, Hashem is here, Hashem is here. So what does that mean? That means I'm actually, I'm, I'm good. And I'm full of love. And I'm okay. And life is okay. And life will continue to be okay. And literally, what is there, is there a greater freedom than that? So L'chaim, to, moving onwards, chapter 38. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, thank you for listening. Or I never end like that, but. Yeah, okay, bye.